our testimony uh, ministry highlight, Dr. Cha. Come on up. She's going to uh, share with us. She has a ministry that kind of grew out of a personal experience. Yes, and so that's true. You have 15 minutes. Okay. And she's also one of our presenters in the breakout session mm -hmm. to follow at uh, 3.15. So just so you know. And I have to say that the breakout sessions, we have been really blessed to have great presenters here. And I feel your pain. You have to choose one to go to. The good news is we're trying to get them all recorded. I think we're recording them all, and they should be put up on they're going up on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, probably sometime within the next week or two, something like that. So you do have to choose, but you won't ultimately miss out. They will be available. All right, the time is yours, and I'm anxious to hear what you have to say. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so um, let us start my testimony time. I just want to pray one more time, okay? Our dear Heavenly Father, Lord, as uh, I share, I just ask that your spirit would guide and bless these words and this time. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, so I have 15 minutes to share. Okay. So we have this. Okay. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Joyce Che. I'm an ophthalmologist from the state of Washington. And I moved there about uh, 12 years ago to uh, get some country property and do some country living because I was in California and I couldn't afford anything. And God has blessed. It's been a blessing to be there. But it's so good to be back here in Michigan where I went to college and academy. And so it's always nice to return here. Um, when I was in my mid-20s, I was put on an antibiotic. And it was, is it this one? Ah, okay, let's see. I was put on an antibiotic that was taken off the market because it caused liver failure and death within two years of me putting, being put on it. And it's a category of medications that they give quite frequently. Uh, it's, called, it's one of the fluoroquinolone antibiotics, same family as ciprofloxacin and that type of thing. And it left me with a lot of weakness and pain and this kind of thing. And I, I thought that I was just aging poorly. And in 2011, I was diagnosed with leaky gut. I'd been already diagnosed with some other things. And um, I was told that I had to go on a paleo diet for, for me to recover my health. And because paleo and Christianity, I thought, did not mix well, and didn't make sense to me. I thought I had to research this and research why are so many Seventh-day Adventist people who are interested in God's health message and eating God's ways, why are we still getting so sick and what can we do? And so that's how we started with our, our cookbook. That's how we started an online course called the Autoimmune Recovery Plan. And we also, in 2021, we started this online course called Med Missionary. And this is where we have an online medical missionary training program. And we teach people how to recover their health through diet and uh, lifestyle changes. And that's at medmissionary.com. Now, I 
the way that I got into natural remedies and God's way of doing things was that in 2007, I went to Wildwood and I had the privilege of meeting Dr. Burnell Baldwin and Lee Wellard. You know, Lee Wellard is here this week. I haven't seen him yet. But Dr. Burnell Baldwin shared with us about what the uh, lifestyle sanitariums had done during the time of the Spanish flu. And I was so impressed with these statistics, and I was so impressed with the things that I heard from the spirit of prophecy that it was as if I was hearing these things for the very first time. And it made me think, I need to go home and share with my church, we could have another pandemic. And that was in 2007. And so I thought, how am I going to let people know that these remedies work? And how am I going to do this in a way that doesn't jeopardize my reputation and my license and this type of thing? And I thought, I will share with people who have failed antibiotic therapy. And God allowed me to uh, interact with a lot of people who had like staphylococcus, um, uh, what, MS, MRSA, um, Methicillin, resistant Staphylococcus aureus, um, cellulitis infections, and uh, uh, antibiotic resistant pneumonias, and this type of thing. And God gave me so many stories that it made me so confident that I could move forward and trust in His Word. But <clears throat> when I became health ministry director at my church, I found that I really lacked. I would, I would help people with their lifestyle. We would get people off of a lot of things, like they'd stop smoking and, and these types of things. But for these real mysterious conditions, I didn't know what to do. And I had my own mysterious problem because of the, the antibiotics that I had been put on. So today, I want to share with you a story that illustrates why we do what we do. What we do is we teach people about what's happening in agriculture. We teach people about what's happening in medicine. We teach people about what's happening in the microbiome, why so many people are having leaky gut and food sensitivities and this type of thing, and what more we can do with a whole foods plant-based diet with soaking and sprouting and these types of things that can have huge effects for health. And I'm going to share the story of a boy. His name is Lucas. Now, Lucas had a normal delivery. He was born in 2015. Uh, I did not get to know Lucas until he was two and a half years old. And so I'm sharing you this story from what his mother told me. At the age of two months, he developed severe eczema. At the age of four months, he developed severe diarrhea. At the age of six months, he developed severe vomiting. He was hospitalized at the age of nine months and diagnosed with eosinophilic esophagitis. And this is a condition that, is, that used to be fairly uncommon. And now, not only adults are getting it, children are getting it. It's associated with a lot of allergies, food sensitivities, and this type of thing. Um, what happened with Lucas is that he developed such severe symptoms, especially of eczema, that he was put on a lot of uh, medications. Steroids especially, steroid creams, oral steroids, and as far as how he was developing, because he was having so much eczema, do you know when you have eczema, you have a lot of malabsorption? And also, 
when you have a lot of diarrhea and vomiting, consider what happens to a young child. This child was not able to grow or develop. He couldn't hardly walk. He was having 20, 30, 40 episodes of diarrhea, vomiting a day. So you can see this is what his eczema could look like. And when he was on steroids, it would help initially, but then they knew that they had to get him off. And after a while, the steroids themselves caused him to react. And so you can see how difficult it would be for this family and for this child. Now the problem with food sensitivities is that this is a delayed hypersensitivity reaction. It's not an immediate thing. And so you can eat something and not develop a reaction until a few days later, which is why when we introduce people back to certain foods, we'll say try a new food every three or four days, right? Because it gives you time to develop that delayed hypersensitivity reaction. So this is what Lucas looked like at the age of 30 months, two and a half years old. So he was about, I think, uh, 18 pounds, something like that, and he could not walk. And what ended up happening is that his mother, now you might think that his mother was too health conscious, but she was actually very conventional. Her father is a science professor uh, at a graduate level, and she was very, very conventional. And that's why at two months, four months, and six months, he had his eczema, diarrhea, and vomiting. This was a vaccine-induced injury to this child. And this child, though, unfortunately, when the mother would say, my child is responding, the response was that that's not a possibility. And so what ended up happening is that they had to not go to the doctor for a while because otherwise they were being told that that what they were seeing in their child was not actually what they thought. And so this family was trying to figure out what to do on their own. And they were given infant formula after infant formula. This mother would go outside and eat organic peaches off their tree and then breastfeed, and their child would have massive reactions. It was a very difficult situation, and as the mother was praying, God impressed upon her heart that he would heal her child, but that she had to learn how to heal, how God wanted to heal him. And so she was praying about what to do, and the Lord put his mother in touch with my friend Mercy, who we've written the cookbook together, who has a lifestyle center. And Mercy figured out what this child was eating. When you have such sensitivities to food, you will develop an aversion to many different things. Because you'll be like, you know, the last time I ate something like that, it made me throw up. And this child had major aversion. He only liked eating corn chips. I know a lot of you are like, corn chips? Who would feed their child corn chips? But some of you are eating a lot of corn chips, <laughs> right? And so it, they're yummy. And this child liked him, and that's what he could eat. He liked corn chips and maybe a few other things. Well, Mercy found out what he liked to eat. She started making other things with sprouted quinoa. They would make quinoa chips. They would make different foods that he would like using healthy ingredients. 
And they did things like onion and garlic broth, which is very anti-inflammatory to the, to the gut and it will help with the microbiome and this type of thing. They also did enemas using garlic broth, enema. They did things like breast milk enemas and this type of thing just to help build up that microbiome. Aloe vera as well. And praise the Lord with these remedies, and you can see what the infant formula was. It was one and a half cups of coconut water, one cup of coconut milk, half a cup of sprouted cooked mung bean, one fourth cup of cooked quinoa, one fourth cup of cooked buckwheat, and all the time observing for food sensitivities. Now, I'm gonna tell you something. When I first heard about this, how do you think I felt? What? A little crazy, you feel a little scared, don't you think? Yes, yeah, you feel a little scared as you're doing this. Uh, but when you're a parent and you're trying to figure out what to do for my child, you're just desperate. And we were, uh, we were feeling that desperation, especially Mercy was feeling that desperation. Now, the diarrhea stopped. The mother said that when they applied the garlic broth enemas, the diarrhea slowed down to two movements a day. The vomiting stopped. The skin slowly began to heal, and he started to gain weight. Praise the Lord. Isn't that amazing? Amen. Now, what happened is this. This child was two and a half years old, and he'd been coming to church week after week. What would you do if you saw a child who looked very unhappy and a family who looked very scared like this coming to church week after week? What would you think? And you were asking them, are you visiting the doctor? Well, no, we can't. What are you doing for your child? Well, this child was reported to Child Protective Services. And what happens when you go to Child Protective Services is that you cannot tell the doctor, I've tried this infant formula, it doesn't work. My child will have a reaction to this. You can't do that because I, as your doctor, have to, have to think for the child's best interest, think maybe you as a parent aren't doing your job. And so you have to go through the whole thing. You have to go through all these infant formulas. They put an NG tube down. When they do this in the hospital, they don't understand that you're supposed to feed only certain times of day. They do 24 hours. And of course the child could not tolerate this. And so they went down the list, infant formula after infant formula. The child began developing more of these reactions. The skin problems came back. You can see how well he looked before, and then when he went into the hospital, this started happening. And finally, they said, he needs to be on, he needs to be on IV formula. So they put him on total parenteral nutrition. This child almost died. Now, I am telling you this not because I want to uh, share with you this is, you know, doctors are not good. I am a physician myself. Uh, but this is the thing. We doctors only know what we know. And if we haven't seen anything different, we wouldn't know. If I hadn't gone through all of these things with my friend Mercy, I wouldn't know. And so this mother, she called us and she asked, could you speak to the doctors here? Could you talk to them? And guess what? I was, I was scared. Mercy was scared. And we said, Sister, can we just pray with you? And we did not have the courage to talk to her doctors. 
this mother, the reason I want to share this with you is this. We are going to go into very difficult times very soon. I think many of us are going to be faced with similar types of challenges where when we want to do things God's ways, that we might be, we might be accused of being too healthy, too rigid, too religious. And there is a risk that many of us are going to be thrown into situations like this. When I share this story around the country, there are many mothers who come to us and say, I am going through this situation. And I want to share with you that the spirit of prophecy says this, a physician who has the moral courage to imperil his reputation in enlightening the understanding by plain facts in showing the nature of disease and how to prevent it, and the dangerous practice of resorting to drugs, will have an uphill business, but he will live and let live. It takes courage for for us to just share the simple facts according to the spirit of prophecy. For a mother to come in and say, my child reacted to this. For me as a physician to say, I believe you, this child reacted to this, takes courage, amen? As we go into the future, I pray that we would have courage. Now, the other thing I wanna share this story for is that this mother, when her child was hospitalized, she had options. She could have panicked. She could have uh, been very angry. But she chose at that moment to surrender her child to Jesus. She surrendered her child to Jesus. And today, I'm so thankful to tell you, this lady has no bitterness against any church members. This, this lady has love for Jesus and forgiveness and just thankfulness that her child is alive. Amen? And so we can go into these situations and we don't have to be upset or angry or anything. We speak the truth in love. And because we want to win our brother and sister, and then we can go through our trials with peace. Amen? That child almost died. But the Lord allowed them to meet a, a doctor who believed them and said, you know, believe this mother. Do everything that she tells you to do. They took out the, the TPN. They, they gave that mother whatever she asked them for, and they let them go home. Amen? Six months later, this is what this child looked like. He went home and he started doing the enemas again. He went home and he started doing the infant formulas again. They started, instead of giving the, the um, formula that he was starting to react to, they started giving more and more and more of the infant formula that they were making. And praise the Lord, God allowed him to recover his health. And today, he is a healthy eight-year-old. This is him two years ago. And so praise the Lord for this beautiful testimony. I hope that this is an encouragement for you, encouragement to be faithful to Jesus and to trust in him no matter what.